it's that time again. It's time for more Volumes of Fear. We hope you're ready for the volumes, the elves, and the fears. Presented by Crimson Knight Productions, this is Volumes of Fear, a scripted horror comedy podcast. And here's your host, Piedmont Montgomery. Greetings, my loyal lunatics. I am Piedmont Montgomery, and this is Volumes of Fear. A few months ago, we received an electronic mail correspondence from a man named Fred Langley. Mr. Langley's message to us read, I have a story that I would like to tell you. It is about me and a condition I suffer from known as lycanthropy. I would relish the opportunity to tell you my cautionary tale. When I read that Mr. Langley suffered from lycanthropy, I was instantly intrigued. For those of you who do not know what lycanthropy is, it is a condition where a person uncontrollably transforms into a werewolf. I coordinated plans with Mr. Langley so that he might visit us here in Reading Room 2 of the East Ridge Public Library. I shall play for you the audio that was recorded of our initial conversation. At its conclusion, I will share my thoughts on the matter, and then we will play for you the second part of Mr. Langley's story. The second part is certainly one of redemption. Without further delay, my loyal lunatics, we present to you the Puppy Whimpers at Midnight. Are we recording? Yep, the light is on, and you are live. Well, you know, our version of live. Very good. He should be here any minute now. Uh, Mr. Montgomery, I think the werewolf guy's here. Excellent. Winston, go and greet our guest and usher him in, please. I can do it. Hey, he told me to do it. <sighs> Immaturity at its finest, but exciting to know that there is an interest in the macabre amongst our youth. Let's see. Hmm. I think I'll begin with this question, and then I'll follow with this, and then I'll hit hard with one of these. Mr. Montgomery, I've got Fred Langley here f- for you. Thank you, Dewey. Mr. Langley, please come in and sit down. Thank you. Do you need anything else, Mr. Montgomery? Hey, Dewey, that wasn't fair. You pushed me down. No, thank you, Dewey. Please, close the door as we will begin the recording imminently. Okay, just shout if you need anything. Oh, and we've had an issue with the door handle to this room. If it gets stuck, just pound on the door and I'll open it from the outside. Yeah, just shout, Mr. Piedmont. I'll get you whatever you need. You pushed me. I could have seriously hurt myself. Maybe if you didn't wear those Velcro shoes, you could run faster. Maybe if you weren't a jerk, you'd be a little bit slower. Mr. Langley, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I apologize for the obnoxious behavior my assistants displayed. It's no worries. Is this usually where Volumes of Fear is recorded? Indeed. We usually record here in the library, in this very room. I find it a little more conducive to storytelling. Well, is now a good time to begin? Yeah. How do you want to do this? 
I'll ask you a few starter questions to get you warmed up. And then I'll ask you something a little more probing. From there, we'll see where the story takes us. Okay, no problem. But real quick, did your assistant tell you that it's imperative that I leave before the full moon rises? He did, and that shouldn't be a problem. All right, as long as you understand that. Okay, let's begin, shall we? Listeners, this is Piedmont Montgomery of Volumes of Fear, and I am here with Mr. Fred Langley. Thank you for joining us, Fred. Well, thank you for this opportunity. Now, you claim to be suffering from lycanthropy. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. And what is lycanthropy exactly? Lycanthropy is when a person transforms into a werewolf. It happens when the moon is full. And you wanted to tell me, and of course our listeners, how you acquired this affliction, correct? Yeah. Well, Mr. Lingley, the floor is yours. This all started about a year ago. I was leaving my friend Nate's house after a night of games. Thanks for coming by, Fred. No problem, Nate. It was fun. Maybe next time we can get a few more people. Twister is one of those games where it's better with more than two people. Yeah, definitely. Well, I better be on my way. My car is still in the shop, and I've got a bit of a walk to get home. I didn't realize it was so late. You want a ride? No, no, actually, I don't mind the walk. And I'll cut through the forest preserve. That'll make the walk home a lot shorter. You're going to cut through the forest preserve? Yeah. Is there a problem? It's the woods. And it's late at night. And there's a full moon. I'll be fine. Give me a call when you get home. Will do. We bid our farewells and I was on my way. It was pretty late and there really was a full moon which added to the creepiness. I admit that when I got to the shortcut through the forest preserve, I was a little hesitant, but I really wanted to get home. So despite a little wariness, I took the shortcut. I'm not sure what it is about wooded areas at night, but they're much creepier. I had only been walking for about five minutes when I heard something. It sounded like someone or something was nearby, and it was howling. I just pretended not to hear anything and kept going. It was only a minute later that I heard more rustling and howling. This time, it was much closer, and I couldn't ignore it. Hello? Is, is someone there? There was no answer, and I figured I was just getting myself worked up. But then... That's when I saw it. It was a wolf. That's what I had heard. It had been following me. My heart began to race as this wolf stepped in front of me. I stopped dead in my tracks. I was in complete disbelief. I mean, a wolf in the East Ridge Forest Preserve. What's next? Am I going to run into Bigfoot? Well, actually... Nonetheless... I knew I was in a bad spot. This sucker looked hungry, and I had a feeling he was thinking of having a little Fred Tartar. I wasn't sure what to do, so I threatened the wolf. Stay back! I'll, I'll hurt you! 
Or something. I knew I didn't sound very intimidating, but what did it matter? It couldn't understand me. So there I was, in the middle of the Eastridge Forest Preserve, late at night, with a big wolf in front of me, snarling, growling. Then, the wolf looked at me, and its eyes. I'll never forget those eyes. They grew from scary to really menacing. I had a feeling this was it. The wolf charged and leapt at me. Everything from that point on is hard to remember. After that point is just a series of blurry images, along with snaps and bites. I woke up the next day in my own bed. I was wearing the same clothes as the night before, but I had no idea how I'd gotten there. I wondered if everything was just a dream, but then I noticed that my hand had a small scratch on it. Nothing crazy, but noticeable enough. My phone started ringing. It was Nate. Hey, Fred, are you okay? I've been trying to call you for hours. You never called me last night when you got home. I told Nate the whole story. He was amazed and suggested I see a doctor. I am amazed and I suggest you see a doctor. But the weird thing was, the scratch that I had gotten from this encounter with the wolf healed up by the time I got off the phone. I began to think it was all a very intense dream. I went to work at the cracker factory where I'm assistant supervisor and didn't think much about what might have happened or might not have happened. But then, strange things started happening throughout the day. At lunchtime, I got a strong taste for meat, which is odd because I'm a vegan. Oh, the horror. Yeah. Then by the end of the day, I had a five o'clock shadow, like big time. When I got home, I noticed I was itching uncontrollably. I also noticed I was, and I'm not sure how to say this, but I noticed I was getting hairier. The men in my family aren't known for their hairiness. In fact, we've always had a hard time connecting the mustache to the goatee if we try to grow a beard. But this, this was crazy. I was getting hair, like, all over. That same day as the sun set, I began to feel odd. The moon was full and there was something about it that caused me to, I don't know, feel savage and aggressive. And my taste for meat got stronger. Then I noticed my teeth felt like they were growing. And getting sharper. And the hair, it just kept growing all over. Then my body began to become all distorted and lanky. I looked in the mirror one last time, and all I saw was the image of a wolf staring back at me. After that, I blacked out again. I had strange dreams, or at least I thought they were dreams. I dreamt that I was a wild animal, killing things. The next day, when I woke up, I wasn't at home. I was in the East Ridge Forest Preserve, lying next to a bunch of dead animals. I had animal guts all over my hands, and I even had some in my mouth. I sort of knew the taste. 
I got scared that I wasn't dreaming and that perhaps something very strange had happened to me. So I quietly made my way home. When I got there, I got cleaned up and did some research on the internet. I looked up hair all over, strange dreams where I'm an animal, sharp teeth, and wolf bites. All the research had one thing in common, lycanthropy. I couldn't believe what I was reading. Then it all made sense. The wolf I encountered in the forest preserve, it wasn't an ordinary wolf. It was a werewolf. And after it scratched me on my hand, it made me into a werewolf. That's all it takes, one little wound. That night was the last night of the full moon phase, and that night the same transformation happened. And to this day, I keep turning into a werewolf whenever there is a full moon. What a story, Fred. But why tell me this tale? Well, Mr. Montgomery, I was hoping you could relay my story to your listeners. This condition that I have, where I turn into a werewolf, it's gotten people talking. I'm not sure how people found out, but more and more people are starting to ask me questions about being a werewolf. Some are really curious and think it's this amazing thing, when in reality, it's very dangerous. I have very little control over what I become. So you're hoping that if we play this story of yours, it will deter people from wanting to see you turn into a werewolf? Yes. I don't want anyone to get hurt. When I know the full moon is coming, I actually go directly to the forest preserve and camp there for the three nights that the full moon is in the sky. Well, I don't see why we can't share your story as a cautionary measure. Thank you, Mr. Montgomery. Off the record, though, um, may I see it? The transformation? Yes, and the final product, of course. I think it'd be quite intriguing. And, of course, it would validate your story. Didn't you hear any of what I just told you? I mean, I could watch from a distance. No, absolutely not. It's too dangerous. Everyone says they could watch from a distance or from inside their cars or homes or wherever they think they'll be safe, but I can't let anyone see me. No matter how many people ask me, all the requests to see me as a werewolf are becoming unbearable. Very well, Mr. Langley. I accept your decision and shall respect your space on this matter. Thank you. Now, it's getting late, and tonight is the first night of the full moon phase. I have to be going. Then I bid you adieu. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you, Mr. Montgomery. I wish I could chat more. Fred, are you all right? Uh, I have to go. I can feel my body. It wants to transform. And the moon must be out already. I can't hold my human form much longer. What's wrong with this door? Is it locked? The library's liaison, Dewey, said something about the handle sticking. What do we do? I have to get out of here. Uh, he said to pound on the door. I must get out. Fred, you're changing. You're actually shrinking. What is happening? No. Look away from the monster I shall become. You're becoming covered in hair. But you're shrinking before my very eyes. Like, literally. 
You're not growing taller or bigger. You're getting shorter and smaller. No, no. No one is supposed to. Fred, I can't believe what I'm seeing. You're transforming into a werewolf. But you're so... little. You're the size of a small dog. Mr. Montgomery, I heard the pounding and the shouting. I'm here to rescue you. Wait a minute. What's with the puppy? There's not supposed to be any dogs in the library. Paige, my supervisor, is going to be mad. And I'm going to be in trouble. Hey, what's going on in here? Oh, oh, a puppy! Stand back. It's Mr. Langley. He's transformed not into a werewolf, but a were-puppy. There he goes. He's running out the door. Follow him. Fred Langley, a longtime listener of Volumes of Fear, had told me his story of how he became a werewolf. Being intrigued by the story, I desired to see him in his savage state. Fred turned down my requests, but as fate would have it, I did end up seeing him turn into, well, something. When he couldn't get the door open, he transformed from his human form into his werewolf form, and what I saw was not the savage beast he claimed to be. He truly did have lycanthropy, of that I was certain. But the metamorphosis he went through turned him more into a were-puppy. I was confused. Was Mr. Langley trying to bamboozle me? Following our conversation, I made efforts to reach out to Mr. Langley to get further information. But my attempts were fruitless. But alas, I ended up receiving word from him through another electronic mail correspondence. This message invited me to meet him at the East Ridge Civic Center where he promised to explain everything to me, and he encouraged me to record the experience. I accepted the invitation, and you shall now hear the second part of Fred Langley's story and what became of this man who was a were-puppy. Listeners, this is Piedmont Montgomery, and I'm currently on location at the Eastridge Civic Center. I was invited here by Fred Langley, a previous guest on Volumes of Fear, and I am currently standing in the Civic Center's lobby looking around to see if I can find Fred. The place actually seems sort of empty. There's an informational placard here that reads, Macabre Creatures Support Group Room 3. Hmm, a curious name. Uh, actually, I I see Fred. He's, he's down the hallway waving to me. Uh, uh, yes, hello, Fre- Fred. Hello. Mr. Montgomery, thank you for coming tonight. My pleasure, Fred. Are you feeling better since the last time we spoke? Yeah, I am. I'm in a better spot now, and I'm not sure where to start. I suppose first I owe you an apology. The story I told you a few months back. It was true, for the, for the most part. That is how I became werewolfian. But obviously, I wasn't honest about the end product. Well, it was surprising, to say the least. I want you to meet some people, and I think this will help you understand a little more of where I'm at now with my life. Here, follow me. We're in this room over here. Fred was in good spirits when he greeted me in the lobby of the Civic Center. He ushered me into a large meeting room, where I was taken aback to see a dozen creatures of the macabre. 
There were a few vampires, some goblins, a couple of ogres, a giant, a mummy, and even a ghost. All of these macabre beings were sitting in chairs that formed a circle. Hey everyone, this is my friend, Mr. Montgomery. Good evening. Is this the group that was listed on the display board in the lobby? It is. This is a support group. As you can tell, this is a room full of beings that are unique. Why don't you grab a chair and just listen for a little bit? Very well. I'll sit over here. I think my recorder can get good audio from here. Great. I'll be with you in a little bit. Okay, where were we? Uh, Count Senjay, I believe you were about to present? Yes, thank you. My name is Count Senjay. Thank you. It's not easy being a vampire these days. With the movies and TV shows and little self-published books and all. Despite the daintiness displayed in the media, we are a proud people still. We keep to ourselves. We drink blood and sleep during the day. We hate garlic and crucifixes, and we enjoy the camaraderie of our covens. But for myself, I, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time. That's okay, Count Sanjay. What you're doing is difficult and requires courage, and everyone in here admires the courage that you're showing. Come on, yeah, keep going. Don't be embarrassed. Thank you. I am a vampire. I know that. But I have a hard time being taken seriously by vampires and mortals because, for whatever reason, I never got my fangs. So, when I am at my most vampiric, I only have a regular set of teeth. It isn't menacing in the least. I am not feared. I am mocked. I wish I didn't have to use a knife or a fork on my victims. I sat and listened as the members of this group got up and shared personal details about themselves. Each member was dealing with an insecurity, a certain inadequate feeling that they battled every day. This wasn't your typical support group. This was exclusive to the monsters and creatures of the world of horror and macabre who lacked a feature that usually accompanied their species. This group was here to support them and let them know they were not alone in what they were struggling with. Me, Bigfoot. Um, oh boy. Me, uh, understand why humans take pictures. Humans laugh. Because me have no hair. Me sad when they laugh. Me done. Thank you. Thank you, Bam Bam. That was very brave of you. I've never met a braver Sasquatch. And thank you for wearing shorts this week. Well, that's about all the time we have for tonight. Our next meeting is a week from today, at the same time. Don't forget to get some cookies and punch on the way out. And remember, if anyone needs to talk during the week, just give me a call or spontaneously appear. Great meeting tonight, everyone. Let's give ourselves a big round of applause. Well, Mr. Montgomery, what'd you think? That was very fascinating. Very positive. How did all of this begin? All of this began about two months after I transformed in front of you and you saw what I really was. See, I really did get attacked by a werewolf and I really was wounded by it. 
The only thing I can surmise is that because the wound I received was so small... I believe you said it was a scratch on your hand. Yeah, it was a small scratch. I think because the wound was so small, that affected how big of a werewolf I become. When people started hearing that I was a werewolf, they started asking questions. More than anything else, they wanted to see me as a werewolf. But I knew that if they saw me in my actual form, they'd laugh and mock me and not be terrified. I became insecure and embarrassed. So I began telling people that when I was a werewolf, I was too dangerous to be around, to keep them away from what I truly was. I thought by telling my story to you and having it heard on Volumes of Fear, people would keep their distance. After I did my interview with you, I was an emotional mess. No one had seen me like that before. I went into a depression for several weeks. Then one day I just, I don't know, I found an inner strength. And I decided I'm not going to be embarrassed any longer. I'm going to embrace that I'm more puppy than wolf. There's no reason for me to be insecure about this. It's who I am. When I found this inner peace, I felt good. And I thought to myself, I bet there's others out there who have similar issues. So I started the support group, and it's really grown over the past few months. Mr. Langley, I'm absolutely touched by your story. Congratulations on how far you've come, and for what you're doing for the community of creepers and ghouls. Thank you, Mr. Montgomery. And during the next full moon, listen closely. I'll dedicate a howl, or in my case, a whimper, to you. Loyal Lunatics, this concludes the story of Fred Langley, the man who turned what he thought was embarrassment into strength. Winston, what did you think of this edition of Volumes of Fear? It ended well for all concerned. That's it? Uh, well, I'm cold, and it's nighttime, and we're in the woods. Oh, I should have explained. Winston and I are at the East Ridge Forest Preserve. The full moon is above us, and we are patiently awaiting Mr. Langley's whimper. How much longer do you think? I don't know. It feels like we've been out here for a while now. Yeah, it's been almost five minutes. Yes, about four minutes too long, if you ask me. Well, why don't we wrap this up and head on home and get ourselves some hot cocoa? Sounds good to me! Well, that does it for this episode of Volumes of Fear. Thank you to our presenter, Crimson Knight Productions, for all of their help in producing tonight's episode. We also encourage you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter website. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, listeners, like the lunacy and share the scare. What was that? It didn't sound like a whimper. This episode of Volumes of Fear featured the acting talents of Jared Clifton, Andy Collins, Josh Berkey, J.C. Rositas, Christopher Speedus, Derek DeBoer, and Odell Osagara Jr. It was produced by Andy Collins and J.C. Rositas from a script by Andy Collins. Sound mixing and engineering was done by J.C. Rositas. The artwork was created by Derek DeBoer and post-production management was by Frank Cezanne. 
Part of this episode's score came from FreePD.com. This episode of Volumes of Fear was presented by Crimson Knight Productions. Visit them online at cnproductions.net. Follow Volumes of Fear on Facebook or suffer the consequences. Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Ian Epperkeckerstein, and on behalf of Eastridge Public Radio, I am reporting to you from Leap and Lenny's Haunted House of Horrors. This haunted attraction claims to absolutely terrify patrons, and I have made it my mission to validate this claim. I see a patron now. Excuse me, ma'am? Yes? You just came out of Leap and Lenny's Haunted House of Horrors. Was it, in fact, a terrifying experience? It was a little bit of a letdown, to be honest. So, you wouldn't say it was the most horrifying thing you ever experienced? Certainly not. Then what does terrify you? Anything by Crimson Knight Productions. Crimson Knight Productions? What's that? It's a video and audio production company based in Northwest Indiana. Oh, really? A video and audio production company? And what makes Crimson Knight Productions so terrifying? Well, I don't know where to start. They're behind the popular scripted horror comedy podcast Volumes of Fear. They've also made a few short films like The Kind Killer and Heinous Sound. And they also produced the documentary When the Walls Talk, The Whispers Estate Documentary, which is available now on Amazon Prime. All of this content is way more terrifying than anything that's out there. Wow, a hit podcast, acclaimed short films, and a documentary that is now available for viewing on Amazon Prime. All of this content sounds truly terrifying, and I will make every effort to check it out. Listeners, if you enjoy a good fright, then I suggest you as well check out Crimson Night Productions. You can learn more by visiting them at cnproductions.net. Listeners, take it from me, Ian Epperkeckerstein. Crimson Night Productions is up to some truly terrifying stuff.